Hi guys, this is Tony Henley and I want to welcome you again to Tony Henley Ministries podcast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to equipping believers to be leaders. We believe that leadership is influence, therefore we believe that all believers are called to influence their world through their giftings, wherever that might be. Could be their home, could be their job, could be out in the community, could be in a school. We believe that um, believers are called to lead and influence society with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, I believe is very crucial in uh, being a leader that is influencing their world for the positive. We're going to talk about character and the character of the believer. I'm going to give you a couple of uh, contrasts, two different characters from the Bible and um, how their characters um, were polar opposites, but yet um, how you and I can work on our character as well. The first one we're going to talk about is Herod, and this is Herod um, Agrippa I, which is in, uh, found in Acts, the 12th chapter. And um, you've got to understand the, the word Herod, you hear that all through the Bible. Herod is what's it's, it's called a surname of a family of rulers. Uh, they held power by permission of the Roman Empire. Uh, we know that Herod the Great ruled during the time that Jesus was born. Uh, he was the one that had all the babies killed um, in Bethlehem. Herod Antipas, uh, he ordered the beheading of John the Baptist. And then uh, the Herod of Acts 12 is the one we're going to talk about. And that's Herod Agrippa I. And he's grandson of Herod the Great. Um, we find that he... Uh, he was a man that had um, a lot of character flaws. We, if you look at each one of these, they had a lot of issues going on. And um, then we'll talk a little bit about how we can avoid um, the, you know, the trap of developing bad character and how to rebuild character. So when we look at Herod's life in this chapter, we find that there's a lot of examples of what not to do as a leader. And I'm just going to kind of go through and talk about um, eight different areas that he, uh, um, you know, his character was shown in a negative. And then um, in our next segment, we're going to talk about Daniel and how he exemplified um, a man of character in the positive. Um, first of all, Herod, he mistreated his own citizens. Um, he, he ordered the arrest of Jewish believers in order to harass them. Now think about it. He, he harassed, he um, mistreated his own citizens. Um, you know, there's always a, um, as leaders, especially if you rise to a positional leadership, there is always a, um, a chance or an opportunity to mistreat people or treat them well. Uh, also, he executed innocent people. Uh, he had James killed by the sword, although he had committed no crime. Now, some of you are saying, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to execute somebody. Uh, I don't have the power to execute, but here's the reality. You do have the power to execute um, somebody else's character. And uh, through your words, you know, it's so important to realize that what we say about other people either builds them up or tears them down. And sometimes we know things about other people. We know their flaws. And by the way, it's real easy to see flaws in others. Uh, we can always find the dirt. Um, but when we, when we um, begin to just make subtle little uh, comments about somebody else's character, uh, we're really killing them. We're really killing that situation where others won't even trust them or be able to... Um, you know, it, it just, it's not a positive. And God God doesn't desire that. He wants us to speak positive of others. Even if we know that dirt, pray for that person. 
Um, I, I can tell you so many times working in a local church, I've had people come to me and want to talk about um, either another leader's character flaw or somebody in the church's flaw. And what I do simply is say, well, let's pray for him right now. And, and let me tell you something. What that does a lot of times is it stops people from coming to you with uh, other people's uh, with the gossip. So we need to, um, he executed innocent people. He made decisions ba- based on popularity. Uh, when he saw that it pleased the Jews to kill James, he had Peter arrested too. You know, he went off the, you know, sometimes we can do a negative thing or it's really, it's real important that we have people in our lives that influence us in a positive way, not a negative. Um, especially if we're trying to be a people of character and make an influence in our society. He acted irrationally in difficult times. He killed the 16 guards who had been on duty at the time of Peter's prison escape. Um, he acted irrationally in difficult times. He harbored anger towards others. He remained angry towards outside ethnic groups and looked for ways to get even. Um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't do any good. Anger is something you got to get rid of. Um, the Bible says be angry and sin not. You know, we all get angry at times, but the key is to sin not while you're angry. Um, I remember there was a term that uh, we used to use in the 12-step program and counseling. It was called HALT. And uh, the second is an acronym, H-A-L-T. And it was, um, you know, when you're hungry or uh, um, for something, when you're angry, when you're lonely or you're tired, you're more susceptible to sin. You know, anger was the second one. So we always have to question ourselves, you know, why am I angry? And somebody cuts you off in the traffic, you become angry and you begin to say things that are not good. Or maybe somebody did something to you and you harbor that anger. So it only hurts you. He sought power out of insecurity. You know, he enjoyed controlling others and especially loved having people at his mercy. And that is a quality that, um, um, as leaders, again, you know, people, sometimes people, and I've met so many insecure leaders that seek power, seek power, out of insecurity, and then they want to hold it over others. And I've been I've been on staff at churches to where um, ministers will, uh, you know, they, they they'll preach you, and if you discourage, if you maybe don't um, do something that they want you to do or say something that they don't like, then they harbor that, and they hold it over you. Um, I call it, you know, dangling the carrot because they have the power. You know, here's the deal: God God lifts up, God sits down. I've never put my trust in man. Um, he um, projected an infallible image. You know, he loved wearing his royal garb and um, being worshipped. You know, we can get so consumed sometimes in our position that we wear that position, and uh, we want others to. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you something. You know, you you, you really have to watch. Um, you know, we we're to honor all people. We're to honor leaders. We're to honor widows. By the way, the word says. Matter of fact, it says to honor all people. But sometimes people will get into positions and there's an expectation that they put on other people that you are to nonstop honor me and, and they don't really understand what honor means because they'll be they'll think that honor is almost like worshiping them. You know, you're to shine my shoes, wash my car and mow my lawn. And um, they're holding a position over that person. And the reality is honor is is being able to um you know, um, lift others up, but, and do things for others. But if you're expecting people to always honor you, they're not going to honor you. You know how you gain honor when you honor others. 
And um, so he was also blinded by his ego. He lived in an unreal world and couldn't see how his ego sabotaged his leadership. Uh, we say he lived in a, you know, he was blinded by ego. We can get so blinded. And that's one thing about, um, I found, especially in ministry, uh, sometimes we can be, uh, you know, there's two two sides of um, uh, being able to take compliments. I, I love what Erwin McManus said. He said, you know, um, he said, I was so confused as a young believer. He said, I would hear somebody get up and give a great sermon. And I would go up and tell them, man, that was great. You gave a great word, man. And they would say, well, it was the Lord. It was just the Lord. And he'd say, man, kind of looked like you up there. You know, and the reality is, is we need to be able to take compliments. And then some people will, you know, um, they'll take the accolades personal and um, apply it more to themselves. And it becomes an ego thing or a pride thing. So Herod was a man that, you know, of, of bad character. Um, how, do, how do we avoid Herod's trap? And number one is we need to always, uh, you know, work on our foundation, um, improve our character and build a solid foundation uh, for our own leadership. Um, and how do we do that? Number one is we always search for the cracks. We say the cracks, you know, always look for the major areas of your life and identify your weak, um, where you're weak or you have taken shortcuts, you know. And I like what uh, Joe Frazier said, the uh, former um, heavyweight champion of the world. He said, he said, nobody knows if I take a shortcut in the morning when I'm training Nobody knows if I slack off on my sit-ups or my running. Nobody knows if I slack off on my sparring but me. He said, but when the lights come on, everybody knows. And that's the deal. You know, when, when we um, um, don't have a strong foundation, it shows in times of pressure. It shows in times that things um, aren't going well. We see things arise in our character that are not positive. And so we always have to look at it. You know, what are the cracks? What are the things if I'm compromising or I've got shortcuts there? I need to fix that. You know, look for patterns as well. Um, do, um, you know, look at yourself. Are there weaknesses in my life? Um, patterns, can, patterns can help diagnose character flaws. In other words, we look at patterns. Uh, I was talking about halt earlier. If we look at every time, you know, I find that I sin or I compromise when I'm lonely. Or I sin or I compromise when I'm tired, then I need to fortify that area. I need to take steps to um, make sure that I'm not, um, you know, allowing myself to do that. One thing I learned about ministry is that when you get up and you minister to others, you're emptying yourself. And when you step out of the pulpit or you step out of ministry at that moment, you need to fill your tank back up. And you fill that up by getting back into God's word, but also being around other people because you feed on that and they help build you up. Um, also, you know, um, we need to look at, um, you know, facing the music in the sense that character repair begins when you face your flaws and apologize to those you've wronged. And, you know, this is a big one for leaders. Uh, it's very few leaders will apologize. Very few leaders will talk to others and say, hey, I missed it. And, you know, here's the reality. <laughs> I heard John Maxwell say this years ago. He goes, everybody knows when we miss it. We just got to admit it and move on. You know, and, and, and we face the music, we we look at, we face our flaws. We look at it and say, hey, you know, I'm missing that area. I'm not good in that area. I, I need to work on my character in that area. I compromise when the pressure's on, or I, I give in to that weakness whenever um, I'm not feeling good. We need to always look at, 
our flaws and say, hey, I, I need to work on building that up and apologizing to those that we've wronged. Sometimes we make bad decisions and we need to go to others and say, hey, you know what? I missed it. I missed it, man. You know, be unauthentic and saying, I missed it. People will applaud that more than uh, a leader that uh, puts pressure on people and makes them act like they missed it. When the reality is you're the one that made the decision. You know, stay teachable and rebuild. Uh, once you face your past, create a plan to build inward strength. You know, always stay teachable and always rebuild. So it, you might have made mistakes, you know. You might have had character flaws that people have seen. You might have done things that uh, were not of good character. You know, there's always the hope and there's always, you can always rebuild. And how you rebuild is, well, number one is you begin to te- you begin to learn, you begin to grow. I'll share a story with you here. When I when I first got saved, I, well, when I first came back to the Lord and was delivered from drugs, alcohol, all that ugly stuff, I was 26, 27 years old, and I began to preach in churches within six months after I was saved. It started with my testimony. Then I began to uh, teach Bible studies. I began to teach on midweek services and then Sunday nights, Sunday mornings. And one of the things I found that um, even though I was teaching, even though I was sharing the gospel, I still needed leadership um, um, training. And uh, a lot of people in the church, because people are up front, think that they're a leader. And that's not necessarily true. And for my case, see, I came from the army where, um, you know, leadership was, hey, you know, get up and put your boots on and go to work, you know. Um, And um, when I got in the church, it was a lot different. And one of the areas that I had to work on was um, I allowed people to come to me and talk to me about leadership, about the negative things about leadership. And um, the first thing I did was, you know, I had a pastor that uh, was really gifted at allowing me to grow in my gift. And as I grew in my gift, I, um, I began to, uh, I remember he gave me John Maxwell's book. It was uh, Developing the Leader Within You. And I read that book, and then I started a mentoring program with John Maxwell where I got a monthly tape, or started out with tapes and CDs. I uh, read every leadership book I could because I didn't want to miss it in that area again. I wanted to be teachable and learn. So uh, always be teachable, and you can always grow in your character. And um, I just want to encourage you, always be teachable. And that concludes this section, and then we're going to go into uh, talk a little bit about Daniel here in a bit. All right, guys, so we want to do our second part on this um, podcast dealing with character. And uh, we talked about King Herod in the first one, first part. So we're going to talk a little bit about Daniel. And um, Daniel had what it took. Um, you know, and as we talked earlier, you know, our private life, the private life of every leader, it does um, impact their public life. And uh, Daniel's an illustration of this. He's a an illustration of a person that has good character. That, um, you know, Daniel was taken into captivity in a foreign land. You know, he could have just tried to survive um, his experience. Um, instead, he never, um, he never left, left his disciplined life of character and his personal commitment. So I'm going to look at a, let's look at a couple things about him. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, some things that we all must know about character. Number one is Daniel, he did not compromise his diet. <clears throat> he wouldn't compromise on eating the, um, you know, the ritual unclean foods. 
but he only ate the vegetables. Now you understand this because here is a Jewish man taken into Babylon. Um, he's taken into a worldly country and uh, they want to give him um, their food. Their food was actually um, pretty much blessed um, by you know their God's prayers. And Daniel was like, I, I'm not going to compromise that. I, um, I'll just eat vegetables. Also, his motives, he didn't take credit for interpreting dreams, but he always gave God the glory. And, you know, that's a person of character. They, they give God the glory. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't take a compliment, but when God uses you, you always want to give God the glory for what he's doing in your life. And that, that shows your motives and character. Daniel was an honest man. He spoke truth to authorities, regardless of if it was unpopular or not. So Daniel was um, not afraid to speak truth, not afraid to um, say what needed to be said. Uh, Daniel was also, um, his, his disciplines were a, a quality of character that stands out too. Even when they um, made the statement, you, if you pray to any other gods, you could die. Well, Daniel continued praying daily, even though it might cost him his life. His ritual was to go in and pray three times and a day. And even though it could have cost him his life, he was so disciplined in that that he continually went in there and prayed before God. Uh, Daniel was a man of integrity. He had no interest in bribes or payoffs. Um, his character is shown through his convictions. He stayed committed to his friends as well as his beliefs, even though... Um, he rose to the ranks. You know, a lot of times when people are promoted or they're lifted up in a position, they'll compromise their beliefs. They'll change friends. They'll um, not be loyal to friends. So Daniel was a, uh, he was definitely a man of character. Um, and, you know, one of the things you need to realize is um, crisis doesn't necessarily make character, but it certainly does reveal it. You know, a lot of times uh, you'll hear people say, well, you know, I'm going through this uh, because God's wanting to teach me. Now, I don't believe that we're going through adversity for God to teach us stuff. But if we are going through adversity, that's when we find out what's in us. And um, the enemy will throw adversity to us all the time. And when that adversity comes, that's when we find out what kind of character we have, how we respond. It really comes down to our foundation. And if our foundation is built on a solid character, we won't compromise in the midst of adversity or crisis. So... We need to understand that, you know, character is, um, we don't want to uh, compromise. We want to be people of character. Um, I want to look at um, four more things about character, and then we'll close off this podcast. But, <clears throat> you know, every leader must know this um, about character. Character is more than talk. Um, anyone can say they have integrity, but action, it, that's, that's what really shows if you have character or not. You know, I've heard people say, I'm with you to the end. Um, I'll back you up. I'll... Um, you know, I'll back your ministry or I'll, uh, I'll never leave. You know, I, I heard people go to pastors and say, I'm with you, pastor. I'll never leave, you know, but their actions didn't line up with their words because eventually they left. And the reality is, is character is more than talk. People that talk about how much they give, you know, that's fine. They get the reward down here. But the reality is, is we, we need to, we need to, um, be people of character and just, just do. You don't have to tell people how great you are. Just do. Be a doer. Um, also, talent is a gift, but character is a choice. You know, we're, we don't we don't control what gifts that we get. God's given us all gifts. My wife, she can sing. She has the gift of singing. Um, I know people have the gift of music. Some people have the gift of administration. Some people have the gift of teaching others. 
Um, God gives us those gifts, but character is a choice. I know, I know one guy, and it's sad, but I remember I, one of the guys I went to Bible college with, very gifted, very gifted. He was a gifted speaker. Uh, one of the things that I really admired was the fact that he had an ability to build teams in order to do some really big ministry. But every position he would get, and they would be, they were prominent positions in ministry. He would fall. He would fail because he had no character. Um, he would give in to temptation. He would uh, lie. He would do things that were not, um, you know, exhibiting good character. Um, character always brings lasting success with people. True leadership always involves others. Followers don't trust leaders whose character they know to be flawed, and they will not continue to follow them. Now, listen. We all have claws in our character. We all have things that we have to work on with our character. The point is, is character is a choice, so we can fix those things. And I know a lot of people that will excuse their character. They'll say, well, it happened because I'm this way, or I'm, uh, I'm not angry, I'm passionate, or I'm not this, or um, I, well, it was for the better good. No, that's compromising character. You know, our character will bring success. People know when we mess up. Just admit it and move on. That's all I can say. You know, and uh, leaders cannot rise above the limitations of their character. Um, the character will either limit or support a leader depending on its strength. It will always determine whether a leader finishes well. And that's the thing, you know, as leaders, especially in the body of Christ, we want to finish well. We want to be people of character. Uh, always remember when I say you know, gifting is not a choice, but character is. So one of the things I learned early on um, in a leading in the military as well as in churches and organizations is that I always have to work on me. And if I become a better me, I become better in my character. I become better at making choices. I'm wiser. I have more understanding. Then I'm well able to lead others more effectively. And that's what we have to do. We have to always consistently work on us and um, develop our character. So I just want to close out with this. I encourage you to uh, spend some time with God. Talk to God about your character. Um, go to a mentor, trusted friend. Um, let him tell you what your strong points are and your weak points. That way you can focus on uh, strengthening and shoring up those weak points, but also uh, growing in those strengths. Um, I encourage you to go to our website, TonyHenley.org, and um, subscribe to our um, upcoming events, um, our podcast. Go to uh, our podcast. Um, we're on podcast. We're, we're all our podcast is all it's on a lot of different venues. You can go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes, um, Apple's podcast. So anyway, I encourage you to subscribe there if you desire to give to this podcast or to advertise. Uh, you can message me. You can go to our website on TonyHenley.org. There's a PayPal account there where you can give. You can also give on our Anchor uh, website as well. And I hope this has uh, been a, um, a good experience for you. Um, character is so important in the body of Christ. And we need to become people of character, especially in this social media-focused um, time here in this world. People... They go out there and they attack people. They're so mean to people on Facebook, but they'll never say it to their face. And, you know, that's poor character. Never put something on Facebook that you won't tell somebody to their face or you're afraid for them to hear you. Be people of character. If we're people of character, we're going to influence people in a positive way and we're going to make a difference for the kingdom of God. This is Tony Henley signing off.